Welcome to Seize the GM. I'm your host, Zended. I am your co-host, Jules. And I'm Gardemoje. Have you ever had a great idea for a campaign? Do you have a group of friends who want to play an RPG, but you have no one to run it? Do you want to see what the world is like behind the GM screen instead of in front of it? Well, we're here to help you do just that. Each week, the three of us will be discussing various GMing topics, terminology, maps, atmosphere, world building, you name it. So sit back and relax. Let us help you. Improve your art of GMing. One show at a time. Banter, banter, banter. And we are entering the banter segment. I'm getting better control over that intro until we freaking fix the audio. Yeah, well, I don't think it's the audio. I think it's the operator error. No, no, this is this is not an operator. This is not a P-back. You gave me a file that had a couple of extra bullshit in there, man. Okay, well, I'll have to fix it then. Yeah. When in, doubt, when in doubt, blame Zed. It's easier that well, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be, you're the audio master, remember? I'm the technical master. Oh. I'm the code monkey, remember? Yes. yes I'm the I code did. monkey, you're the disc jockey. I thought you were okay. the technum. <laughs> I used to be the folder gnome way back in the day. <laughs> My prime! <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. When I worked at a law office, they were called me the folder gnome because I'm carrying these huge things of files you couldn't see my face. No one uh, knew who it was. <laughs> hard copy. Ugh. It's the best thing mm, ever. Hard copy. Well, let's just put it this way. Hard copy has some things because if there's multiple copies of it, like one office has it, it's harder to, to fuck with it mm-hmm. than it is a digital so I do see the security references in that one, but uh, so how have y'all been? Uh, well, you know, it, it's been a week. <laughs> it's raining. It. It's still raining. It will continue. F you pollen. F you pollen. F you pollen. F you dust. <laughs> F you mold. And F you freaking thunderstorms. That oh my! I'm so mad. The thunderstorms. I was supposed to be playing. Um, Neverwinter Nights with Opti for Opti's podcast, and I lost power. <gasps> and I have never played Neverwinter Nights. I have never, never played it. Power. I know something. I mean, like because of of the grid, I'm like, like, oh my god, it wrecked everything. Wow, it was so bitter. But not only that, I mean, and from what I understand, this was it. Was, it was Keystone Cops level comedy of errors. But that, and I've never played Neverwinter Nights. I never played it online. Uh, Zippy's played it, but. Oh my god! And I was like, I was so Jones, and I, I, I had a, uh, I had a gnome barbarian. No. And I had a halfling monk that I had rolled up. No. What? No shorts. No um, short actually, races. Actually, there's a reason I did it. I, there's a reason I did it. Trust me. But um, you know, so I was just like, ah, so. You know, the, the weather and Mother Nature, I, I think uh, she's throwing a bit of a tantrum. Yeah, well, it happens. It happens. I've already had my first 100-degree day, so. Uh, we, almost, we almost, yeah. we almost, we got close. Yeah, well, we yeah, didn't, with, we got close, but. With oh heat in it, it was 101. I think our. Oh, honey. Yeah, I think yeah. Our, our heat index topped out around 98, 99. So we, we are not far behind you. Yeah, it, it was rough. This week has been been hot. Continue and human. to hide inside of his cave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's been interesting, to say the least. No kidding. Yeah. Because I, 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 I know what you do. In almost 100 degrees, I'm like, you got to be mainlining Gatorade at that point. Uh, I go through about a half gallon. And a quart, and at least a quart or more of water on top yeah. of it, just straight oh, yeah. water. So yeah, I go through a lot. 
this summer is going to be brutal. <laughs> yeah, it is. If this is any indication, it's going to be brutal. Well, for you guys, I have been enjoying it. The oh. heat. I love the heat. I love the humidity. It's wonders for my lungs. It's wonders for my nose. I love it, but most people don't. So I, but I'll be honest, the thunderstorms in the wet with all the mud and the mold, I can get you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so and we're, uh, we're getting close to, we're getting close to origins, guys. Like ooh, yeah. super close yeah. at this point. Oh, damn. By the time this actually hits, we'll be like right there. Uh, Which so, means, yeah. if you are listening to this, if you are listening to this, it should be Origins time. Now, if hopefully this is before Origins, and you can come find the Seize the GM crew at Origins. Oh, yes. Because you know what we're doing this year. Not a darn thing. I, still, <laughs> I actually still haven't signed up for anything. I've got my entrance and all of that, and I just haven't had the time to sit down and figure out what I'm going to try to play. So we'll see what's hey, left. Dude, they've got escape rooms this year. I've already signed uh, Zippy and I up, man. Um, I, I am going to actually have a – I'm going to set up close to where we were last year, maybe on the other side uh, on that raised portion with my banners and – my mixer, all the mics, everything set up at least one night. And I know at some point we've also talked about the potential for possibly even sitting down and recording a game session of all of us playing. <laughs> Origins After Dark, because usually around that hour of night, I don't police my language as much. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Hide your kids. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there will be three out of the four of us. No. Hopefully, hopefully in the near future, we will have all four. Yeah, that would be nice. In the future. Someday. But as far as all the, most of you know, I am just a ghost in the machine. Yes. Yes, he's a very sophisticated all, um, a, AI. No. Yeah, he's not an alien AI. Alien intelligence. He's Not more artificial of a, alien. He's a semi-autonomous nobot. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we promise not to give away the full secret, so, you know. Well, we established last episode, I am a servant of the master of feline, so, you know, whatever it's, they decide to designate me. You, you are, you are <laughs> fully in the service of Cat Command in the Great War with the new Squirrel Order. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I yeah. think we're a little we, – we've hit level weird, guys, but I'm loving it. Yes. But, um, I'll have to tell no, you actually, all about that mythology sometime. Please? Maybe we'll record it at Origins, folks. Sorry. All right. Well, you know, speaking of these, these crazy, like, bizarre tangents and mindsets that we get into when we sit down to record – what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about how to run a game or GM in a suboptimal mindset, uh, especially when it's a sudden onset, not sure where it came from, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I feel like blah, but everybody's coming over. Yeah, we got, or I call it, you get the odge or, you know, it's like, it's just like, or like a series, you go out shopping and you, they're out of certain foods or and it just kind of snowballs and you're just going to get grumpy and grumpy or you take allergy meds and it hits you harder than you expect or Zen, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> you just went through this. So I, I did actually. So my alarm normally goes off at like 530 in the morning, which, you know, is pretty early, but this particular morning, I woke up at 4.11. The fact that I know exactly what time I woke up because I was completely asleep and for no apparent reason, like my phone didn't go off. Nothing happened. At 4.11, my body decided that it was time to wake up. And Which is come, wrong. Your body come, was wrong. Come 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night after being out in this heat all day long, I was literally like the, the long blinks at 9 o'clock. Which is very unlike you. 
It is. And it's very hard to, if you've got all of your friends showing up at nine o'clock, uh-huh. you're, you're not going to be running anything. You're going to be passing out in like an hour. So this is the, the mindset. We're not talking about like really severely jacked up where we're talking. It's you're functional, you know, like you could go to work, but you know, you, your work is still isn't going to be the best. You're not, you know, this isn't the, you know, hard. This is the, I don't think I could completely cancel, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's the, I, I probably could cancel. Nobody would say anything, but I really want to play anyway or run it. Something. Yeah. So now what are some of the options that you have here? Um, well, I mean, depending on, I mean, is it, you know, is this just kind of more of a light thing? Could you postpone it? You know, if you're able to kind of get out of it, go for it, you know, where you can, where, where, you know, it really wouldn't impact you kind of a thing. You know, if it's not like you're, oh gosh, we're standing on the precipice. You know what I mean? If you can, if you can pass, pass. And we've kind of talked about some of these ideas in the co-GMing episode or the self-care episode. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to prevent burnout, you let someone else run for an evening. Sometimes when you're caught the blahs, you should let somebody else run for an evening if you can. Now, that's not always going to be possible or desirable. We recognize that some of you are as stubborn as we are. <laughs> yeah. Probably some even more so. And and Peter, I love you, but I'm looking at you, man. I have I have seen you game till so many hours, and then you're like, but I can roll one more dice. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I we the love and passion you have for it is astounding. Your stamina, I'm like, my God, where does it come from? <laughs> yeah. This is why it's important to help develop those other GMs in your player groups. Yes. Yep. Tagging somebody out. Very useful. <laughs> yeah. So one of the easy things that you can do in this, uh, if you're not going to be able to, you know, have if somebody else step it, in, really. and you're still going to run this, the big one to try to remember is don't try to overdo it. You mm-hmm. know, because you're already kind of pushing what you can do energy-wise probably. Yep. And – you're going to get grumpy and frustrated and it's going to stop being, let's have fun. And you're going to try, sometimes your brain is going to start thinking about how can I kill everybody in this game so we can stop. (laughs) You don't want to do that. Right. The total party kill. Unless you're playing Cthulhu and that's fine. Right. But an easy way to, to not overdo it is rely on those things that you already know. So if you've already got your story structure in place, You've got recurring NPCs that come in and tropes that you can you can kind of slip into that are easy. I mean, simple fact is some people love a monster hunt. Some people love a, a MacGuffin. And if you've got a bunch of those sitting there that you can just kind of palette swap out, do it. It's easy. Some people love uh, a dungeon crawl. If you've got a spare dungeon, don't try to work yourself up just use what you've got or if you're like me and love political intrigue have them chase down a political intrigue mystery that you don't have an answer to and just let them come up with it and have that be whatever works Mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah um you know and here's the thing is like and and fyi guys none of this should make you feel like you're copping out what you're Doing is you're, you're kind of reaching for your binky and stuff like that to, to as you're, you're not wimping out. You're not just this is like I need a little bit of a crutch just to make this work. Don't feel bad about it. Yeah, I, I will give you the angry face and my angry face is quite scary. <laughs> well, when you talk about binky, that's, that's kind of another thing to bring up is I, I think the way you put it was dress to de-stress. And yeah, yeah. I, it's, it sounded better in my head than now when I say it. So, crap. <laughs> well, I'll let you Not describe like that, and I've got a, a counterpoint I'm going to bring up <laughs> after you describe it. You know, it's like pretty much is comfiest shoes or your your squishiest shirt. Um, 
one of my things I like is I have a kig, a cat kigurumi because it has pockets and it's warm. Um, sometimes like a, certain certain clothes, especially with Zippy, my husband, because he's losing weight. He's wearing his jeans, but he's tightening up his belt, so it's squishing on him a little. So I'm like, uh, why don't you wear the the PJ pants with the their cotton and their drawstring snuggies? You know, <laughs> you know. Uh, if you, I've dude, it's, it's dude, it's Instacultist. It works even better when you're doing a horror or a Cthulhu thing. Trust me, it's Instacultist. <laughs> but anything that makes you feel comfortable. Um, I right now I have a mermaid tail blanket wrapped around my legs. You know, and, and if you've got like, all right, you got a new pair of running shoes, you're wearing them, break them in, put that off till tomorrow. You know, you want to go with as anything that kind of gets you in that relaxed, you know, so the less stuff that starts bugging you, you know, for, for ladies, maybe go to a sports bra instead of the underwire. You don't want to get poked, that kind of stuff. See, and where I come at it is instead of, that kind of de-stress and and all fuzzy and floofy cottony and and uh, kigurumi kind of attire. I'm on the dress to impress side of it, where it's a use it as armor. If you are tired and grumpy, wear what makes you feel good. Not necessarily what's comfortable, but what feels good. So maybe. That's a but. That's a maybe a button-up shirt. Maybe you're going to go ahead and put on the bow ties. Bow ties are awesome. Bow ties. Top hats. Bow ties are cool. Yeah. Top. We all have our abiding love of hats. But yes, all of us. But for me, my hat kind of relaxes me because there's a there's a slight. It's almost like a, I'm getting hugged. You know, like gravity blankets for me. I that heavy pressure helps me. You know, I almost put that as the uh, as my shout out today was gravity blankets, but I've not used I've not used them, so I, I couldn't. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm on the dress to impress side of it where you can also go the other direction and kind of gird yourself for the game by wearing the vest, by wearing the snappier outfit, by wearing something that makes you feel good because you think you look good. And that's except for the shoes. You also want to make sure that your shoes are stylish yet comfortable because that bad shoes can fuck your feet. So button down shirt, hair done, bunny slippers. Sure. If that's how you roll. Mm -hmm. With nasty, big, pointy teeth. <laughs> I, I have those. Nice. All right, next. Um, what, what else? What else would you got? Well, uh, no, you have the best one there. You you, well, you got the best suggestion. Well, the simple thing be is if you don't have stuff ready, uh, a lot of game companies already have stuff available for you. Mm-hmm. With the modules that are out there, a lot of them are simple, easy to just kind of pull out and. Just you don't want to think about all your kind of small points, and you go for what's pre-made. Yeah, yeah. You, the, the heavy lifting has been done. All of your things been statted out. You know, and you can might be able to figure out how to kind of squish it in. So if it's all right, this is a battle royale thing. All right, hey, could there could be a festival, and the the prize is a, a scroll that's a MacGuffin for your party's adventure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Lord knows you could always just listen to one of our episodes and check out our stat blocks and just kind of toss Oh, hell yeah. Right. Yeah. Grab it. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there for. Yeah, grab a stat block for your MacGuffin. Hell, if and if you guys do, tell us which one you used and how you used it. You go on to the Facebook group, chat with everyone else, let us know how it went. And if something really funny happened, please let us know. Yeah. We want to live vicariously through your use of these ideas and know what torments you have inflicted upon your players in our stead. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, another thing on running a module, and this is actually—I I think they kind of tie together because modules are great. They're pre-made. You know the structure. It's something you don't have to work yep. on. Set a timer. Mm-hmm. You know your limits. Every no. you got, and you got, you know, usually approximate, give or take. You know. Yeah. And you also know, it's like, when do you start to spike and when do you start to crash? So if you can feel yourself, oh, I'm starting to, I I usually can hold on for 10 minutes, set the timer. And we're not saying like at the beginning, figure out when you could use it. For me, it's like, okay, when do I start going stupid? And once I start that, I'm like, I've got maybe a half an hour. Yeah. See, whereas what like I do is I say, 
we're stopping because I'm usually running really long term, like six month long campaigns. Oh God. Yeah. I hit where I'm like, okay, it's 1230. I have a 30 minute drive home. You know, yeah. at 12, 12 to twelve fifteen, I'm starting to wind things as much as I can to kind of close everything up so that we're all out of the house at twelve thirty. <laughs> you know, so that I can get home at a reasonable time without because you know, I I have a, a six year old who's almost seven now, and she gets up and you know decides that it's time for me to wake up. <laughs> Don't let your uh, gaming make you have a suboptimal mindset after you're done gaming, basically. Yeah. Well, it's all part of, you know, you have to know where your limits are. And if you have like a 30-minute car drive like I do to get home, you need to be aware that if you're already tired before you even leave, that could be another problem. So, yeah, timer, I I live by that thing whenever I'm Mm -hmm. running anymore yeah and the thing is also it allows you to set up where it's a natural pause a good place to end it's not this jarring i'm done and it allows your game to still still have that still smoothness you know it's it's a little cheap you're like oh i got about 10 minutes all right you know what i might have to do uh and yeah sometimes you it gets a little cheesy with the deus ex machina kind of a thing but that's okay as long as it still kind of flows. If you're going to use a deus ex machina, use it now. Get the god out of the machine and go ahead and say, ha Yeah. There's nothing yeah. like a fun cliffhanger to leave stuff home to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it allows you to set it up darn perfectly. You know, it's not, it's not, those jarring inadvertent cliffhangers stink, but you get a, if you can set it, those are even yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, uh, like, right now, like, I'm running uh, – you know, on alternating weekends, I'm running a Pathfinder game for Skull and Shackles, which is a pirate game. And it is done by days. Like, there are certain events that happen on each day. And you're trying to coerce a lot of the other pirates to mutiny. And it's like, as you're going through each day, like it has nice clean break points. <laughs> and I use those as my like, okay, we've done day, like the first session we did, we just played one day in the game. And then every time we've played since then, it's been two days out of each game session is about what I can manage. So, I mean, it's a natural timer that's set inside the adventure. So look at for things like that, because that'll also help. If you know, like your timing, like, okay, I, I know that by the end of this point, I'm done. And you know, you're not, you're not hitting those weird, like, you know, break points, like in the middle of a day or like in the middle of, you know, like yeah. a weird spot. Yeah. You're finding that Something, natural break. Point. Yeah. Because every every story has ups and downs, and you figure out the right place to end it. Yeah, those and rhythms. You can, and you once you and once you're aware that I'm starting, you can kind of direct the rhythm a little bit, and it's going to be better. Trust me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now there's there's one last one that's on this list, <laughs> and it may not have been there 15 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, it was there 15 minutes ago. I, I watched it. I watched it appear when it came on. We watched it appear. I watched it. Go for it. I mean, you got to pet your fur babies. When I have enough money and time, I will get a pet. <laughs> the de-stressing power of cats, dogs, ferrets, snakes, whatever you Hamsters. have. Whatever makes you happy, whatever is your companion, that can just help you chill for a minute to go, okay. It also helps if they're uh, the kind that's fun to have around the table as opposed to the ones that will run across the table and mess up things. Oh, you mean Dread Cat Thulu? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, praises Cosmic Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I, 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 no, I don't. Nope. I, I, I purposefully go out of my way to, with where we play right now, the, the room, I'm highly allergic to cats and the place where we play, they've got three cats. So like they actually keep them completely out of that room that we game in so that I don't have to worry about it. So I don't have to worry about that one. <laughs> so what you're saying is don't mail you a packet of cat dander. Uh, if you do, I might find out who you are and I might actually stick a spear in you. <laughs> oh, come on. Be nice. Be nice. Very cool. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Mail it when on vacation and not near my home post office. Check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and when you're moving right afterwards. Yeah. Because I work for the oh, post yeah. office. I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so these aren't the end-all be-all, but I'm sure all of us, you you know, Zen, I know you've, if things get stressed, you could always cuddle the puppy or, 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 I know our friends have like ferrets or bunnies or, or, or lizards, which are adorables. But the thing is you find these aren't an inclusive list. If you've got other ideas or things that you've used, you know, Write them down, send them to us, you know, talk about them on the Facebook. The thing is like, cause anything that can make you GM a little bit better is, is knowledge worth sharing. So. Yeah. And Hey, let us know if listening to us helps put you in a more optimal mood. (laughs) (laughs) It should. (laughs) Well, at least you guys have that, that sexy kind of smooth radio announcer voice. I'm this cackling harridan around over here. And you know it. Uh, well, I think with that being said, we're going to roll on into our next segment. And now we enter Stat Blocks. This is a segment where you can use something that we've created in your game tonight. Zen, go. One, two, three, not it. <laughs> there were too many people talking. Zen, go. go to not two. it. Not it. Not it. Not it. <laughs> uh, you know, I just want to say before we just do step blocks, I still love at the end of that segment, that extra just tonk. Yeah. yeah. And the anticipation <laughs> of it is awesome. I, just, I love it. I love it. I'm so happy to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to have you back to listen, man. Yeah. All right. So, Zen. <sighs> All right. Start us off. All right. In the darkness after the collapse of the world, generations will pass before they can truly start to rebuild. But even then, the people that will come out, they'll have changed. Maybe it's from the fallout. Maybe it's a shift in the poles. But for some reason, mystical energy has flooded the planet. This is the world Grouper lives in. She is the truest urban primitive. She has made this urban wasteland her home, finding relics from the lost time. Finding her in this place is possible if you've read the signs. Grouper is unique in that she's trying to rebuild a society. She uses her talents and her true power to get wanderers to come to find her and her tribe. Her true power, maybe it's mystical, maybe it's a mutation, but it is powerful. She's actually able to shape concrete and metal and glass into shapes that it had never been before. Also, the scale is part as well. When she takes and molds the old structures of the Lost Age into symbols and languages that you can see from outside of the old places. So yes, she actually changes the buildings and creates ways that you can find her or places where she can find you. 
Do you look for her? <laughs> of course you do. That, that water can isn't going to fill itself after all. Slick, man. Slick. Dick. I like it, man. Uh, yeah. Kind of a post-apocalyptic shaman kind of thing almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my, my wife and I were talking. I'm like, because I was, I was like, I want to do something that was, because I changed for what will be coming soon. I, uh, I changed my topic. And this was the character that I actually had thought of. And I was talking about it with my wife and she was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she helped me actually work out some of the more uh, interesting details. So slick. Yeah. Go to Moshe. Go. Yeah. I love myself. The Clockwork Tea Set, a mechanical cuppa for your enjoyment. Sometimes a simple item is juxtaposed by a frenetic and inventive skein. The Clockwork Tea Set is just such an example. Each piece, not made of fine china, but constructed by the most delicate hammers and castings, moves on its own. Under its own power, you see, pulled from the steaming water itself, the Clockwork Tea Set steeps pours, and serves you your tea. Each dial, each cog, each armature so carefully and precisely moving towards that goal. About once every month, though, you may notice that the tea time is slightly off, that the brew is uh, slightly oversteeped, I mean, not enough to ruin your cup, but as though the armature is losing its touch. This passes, though, in a single day. What is it about that once-a-month time that throws off the clockwork tea set? Is it the moon? The tides? Magic? A clock-like structure within the set itself? Does the tea set hide a secret from you, its owner? Or is it just a fancy trinket with a machinist's imperfection? Nice! Oof. <laughs> Let me I like it. I like it. Jules, go. All right, I've got the Witch of the Woods. Hang on. I thought I told you that prophylactic only had a 10% chance of it. No reef. Oh, oh, you're not the paladin. Hmm. A group of adventurers, I see. What brings you to the Witch of the Woods? A sick child. Well, you do know I don't work with divine energies, right? You've tried asking the church. They raise their rates again. Figures. Heronius acolytes will bleed you dry <laughs> to fund their war against evil. I'm an arcanist, you know, specializing in conjuration. And I do have a panacea of sorts. I've used it many times on myself. And for a farmer that keeps getting the pox from the same goat, I've worn them so many. Oh, my apologies, dearie. A little distracted there. Oh, yes, bring the boy in. Oh, you all look capable. Mm, yes. What? How does it work? I told you, dearies, I'm a conjurer. I learned a spell from a tiefling many years back. You said it was an old family treatment. Never had any issues. But what do you mean? Oh, how does it? Oh, how does it work? Hmm. Well, I conjured the illness out of the child and transferred it into a new host. Then killed the new host, which banishes back to the hells for a hundred years. Simple. Yes, back to the hells. Of course, I use fiends as new hosts kill the fiend and they go back to their plane and they take the disease with them. Of course there's a bit of danger, dearie. You're dealing with arcane energy. If you want safe, go pay a cleric. (sighs) Alright, fine. If you must know, here's the risks. If the fiend touches the old host, the illness goes back to the host and the fiend is free to go about as they please. What? Now, only most diseases need tiny fiends. And remember, the fiend is now sick with whatever the host was sick with. A few crossbow bolts, bonk them on the head with a ladle, step on them a few times and poof, sniffles gone. Couldn't be simpler. What's that? Oh, yes, you're quite perceptive there. Oh, yes, the worse the disease, the stronger the fiend must be to contain it. Oh, now let's take a look at that boy. Oh, oh my, he is indeed quite ill. Well, you all look powerful enough. Oh, don't worry. I can assure you, I'll be perfectly safe. 
<laughs> That's cool. I like it. That is so good. <laughs> that is fun. Well, you like that? Yeah, you guys were you read Witch of the Woods and you were thinking something dark and cre- and you're like, huh. <laughs> that is good. That is still a little dark and creepy. <laughs> yeah, but it well, works. no, there, there's dark and creepy what I usually do, and then there's the what the heck. <laughs> oh, but that was fun. Well, I'm glad you liked it. This All is this right. is what happened when Zippy and I start talking on the way to wall climbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does better voices than I will ever do. So. Yeah. All right, no. Take us home. <clears throat> a faded and torn piece of paper reveals a page of the notorious catalog. On it, you find the listing for True Innocence. At first glance, this page appears to be torn. But as you inspect it further, you notice that the top of the entry isn't merely ripped off. The page appears to be slowly disintegrating, as if it's being eroded away by an unseen force. Away from the edge, the copy of the entry is fading, and only the bottom of the item's description can be read. As always, ordering information is already completed with your name and exact location, and you <laughs> and can bring about complete and utter annihilation. Careful, supplies are limited, and six of the seven seals have already been broken. Order now to ensure safety during the upcoming apocalypse, and may the dark either forever hold our clients in contempt. Caution. Void in the hands and hearts of outsiders. True innocence. Salvation guaranteed. Or your money back. Order of caution. All purchases are recorded, and authorities will be notified. Delightful as always, sir. Oh, the catalog. I love your catalog. I'll never be able to, t- but I have emulated some of your some of your styles for for some of my own. But man, you come up with the best stuff. That is fun. That is very very fun. My God. Ah. <laughs> uh, All right. So should we tip into the next one? Let's. Lexicon, where we give you. Cool words to help improve your vocabulary. All right, guys. Here is one that is, there's a whole lot of definitions for. So we are going to do a quick read through on that. (laughs) But the word is node. (laughs) Oh, oh, I know this one. I know this one. It's about a a hidden podcast with with a a hack writer. (laughs) So, okay, here we go. I'm just going to get into this because this is a lot of definitions. Now, this is, of course, a noun. And it is definition 1A is a pathological swelling or enlargement, usually of like a joint. B is a discrete mass of one kind of tissue enclosed in tissue of a different kind. Two, (laughs) an entangling compilation or complication, as in a drama um, or a predicament. Predicament. (laughs) Predicament. Predicament, Uh, I tell you. Come on, goofballs. You knuckleheads. Three. Either of the two points where the orbit of a planet or comet intersects the ellipsit elliptic. (sighs) Yes. Also, either of the points at which the orbit of an Earth satellite crosses the plane of the equator. That one I know. (laughs) Now, number four, (laughs) A a point, line, or surface of a vibrating body or system that is free or relatively free from from vibrationary motion. And B, a point in which a wave has an amplitude of zero. Yes. Yes. Now, number five has... Crossing the x-axis. Four. (laughs) A point in which subsidiary parts originate or center... A point 
on a stem at which a leaf or leaves are inserted, a point at which a curve intersects itself in such a manner that, it bran- that the branches have different tangents, mm-hmm. and D is vertex. I have no idea. That's Merriam-Webster for you. <laughs> I understood. Let me just put the mathematical bits. I yeah, understood. That's the ones that I'm not. Okay. So the origin and etymology of this fun word geometric is ver- middle. Geometric vertices are connections, are connection points. Uh, it's actually from Latin, uh, notus, which is not. So it's just this intersecting concept. Or and it's akin to Middle Irish, which is Nottum or Bond. And its first known use is 15th century. And it is in the bottom 50% of words. Huh. Yeah. I did not think cool. that it was that low. I yeah. actually thought it would be much higher. Well, for so. you, for all of us, yeah, because we do have dabblings in science and we read sci-fi and, you know, um, oh, uh, theater, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and just we're going to keep getting into those closing remarks. Think, and We're being efficient. This bad. We're being, we really are on this one. Darn Skippy. Okay. So. Go to Moshe. What do you got? Sometimes you just got to have fun. We're talking about suboptimal mind space. So I am going to recommend one of those things that I turn my brain off and just kind of smile while watching. And that is the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. It has been almost 30 years since it came out, and it still holds up with as much ability and talent now as it had then. That is to say, it's fun, it's schlocky, and it's still one of my favorite shredders. All right. I have to completely agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. That is probably my favorite Turtles property. Oh, see, I remember <laughs> reading the original comics. So Same here, man. Same here. It's like they all look the same except for the, uh, um, except for the weapons. Mm. Sort of. You know what I mean. In the, the original one, the, the originals, yeah. In the originals, yes. the only way to tell the difference was the weapons. because of the weapon. And their noses. My, but considering how young I was when I first started reading it, I didn't pick up on that. It was in black and white. They weren't color coded, and they didn't have the belt buckles that had the that had had the letter of their name on it. This is true. Yeah. But the movie still has one of the best shredders, and my least favorite Casey Jones ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. so. I occasionally enjoy watching him get um, on the losing end of some fights. <laughs> Okay. No, what do you got? Well, by the time this comes out, it might be a little bit past it, but next week, the MMO I am slightly addicted to, Final Fantasy XIV, patch 4.3 is coming out under the moonlight. And I will be streaming like crazy next week, playing it and seeing what the new content's all about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. It, uh, it, it's supposed to kind of be the culmination of the storyline of the most recent expansion. So looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. Okay. A lot of craziness. A lot of references to other Final Fantasies as usual. They're, uh, they're referencing Mystic Quest nowadays, which is, that's like really deep diving when you go into Final Fantasy references at this point. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Jules, what do you got? Okay, I've got God of War. It's (laughs) PlayStation 4. It is number four in the series. And oh my God, it's it's amazing. Um, The one, also, this is kind of cool. The voice actor that voices Kratos is the actor that played Teal'c in in Stargate SG-1. But one, also, there's a video out there of yes, the voice yes. actor telling dad jokes, which is delightful. Yes. But it's it's actually really, really interesting. Um, they're, 
I mean, I like Norse mythology. They're actually doing actually a pretty damn good job of, of some of the, you know, interesting different takes on, uh, on the Norse mythology. And, you know, it's just like one of the comments is like, uh, have you been to the underworld? Not yours. I'm like, Ooh, okay. So it's, it's really nice. And I, and I enjoy it. It's a good, the story is great. The combat feels really good. It's, it starts out a little slow, but it, I mean, I think you're not starting out. You don't have the blades of chaos. You got this really awesome ax and it freezes guys, but it's also used for puzzle solving. And there's a lot of other little what's it's to go around in it. So just, I recommend everyone, if you've got a PlayStation 4, go enjoy it. You know, I, I really haven't had that much fun in a long time. I have lost the whole weekend when I'm supposed to do laundry. I felt terrible. <laughs> one of the, one of the things I, I like, but I've been watching people play that is seeing the evolution of this character, mm-hmm. like seeing him go from the bloodthirsty Kratos of God of War 1, 2, and 3 to uh-huh. this maturing, maybe we don't need to murder everybody, Kratos. And one that can, and it's and you get to see where he's giving the advice, but since he's not explaining where he came to get that knowledge, mm-hmm. why aren't they understanding it? But he doesn't want to admit to mistakes or get that. It's delightful. Ugh. Also, cool. is a uh, the AI companion for the game is mm-hmm. actually not bad. It, it's it's sexy. They did it right. Yeah, they did it right. Cool. So. Here we go. This is going to hurt those of you that are digital people. But for those of us who still like to write things down, I have recently found a it's a it's a series of pens, pencils, and now there's like notebooks for it's it's a kind of a a label within Home Depot for those of you in the states and it is tool and there i i'm a fan of of using pencils for so many things and pens but the the way that they write is so clean it feels um it's normally when you write something you hear like a scratching this is so smooth like it doesn't make a noise on paper when you're writing with a pencil it's crazy and i'm actually going to be getting one of the notebooks because it's it's build your notebook how you need it Ooh. Yeah, so there's regular paper, graph paper, dot grid, mm, nice. you know, like folders, dividers, like all of these things that you can just clip into the system. And so like for your GM notebook, this is how you could do one. And it's completely customizable, not just a binder. You know, like you can color code everything so that like yeah but those yeah, yeah, we, we hear the troll there dude <laughs> i think i need to pass this off to my wife actually because she does the uh the bullet journaling thing nowadays and yeah. uh this is right up her alley yeah it's it's i i have not gotten a chance to buy a notebook yet because i mean you have to build them and they're they're not uh, not cheap i mean i bought two pencils and they were like nine dollars so i mean these are on par with the same thing like really nice drafting pencils and the higher end mechanical pencils and this is kind of their it's it's home depot's kind of brand so you can either buy them from their store or you can buy them through amazon the link that i have in the show notes is to their the office depot one, but I'm going to also include an Amazon link as well because you can get it at either place. 
And yeah, it, they're amazing. I love them. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and wrap us up, folks. So, we hope you have enjoyed hanging out with us, talking about being in a suboptimal mindset when you're, you know, getting ready to run something and you don't really know if you want to. So, So until next week, I guess. Take care of yourselves. And roll some damn dice. Bye-bye. You can contact us or the show using Twitter, Facebook, or plain old email. Our Twitter accounts are at Zendead at Jules Podcaster and at 2050 Gardemanger and the show's Twitter account is at Seize the GM you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Seize the GM or chat with us and other RPG lovers in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Seize the GM you can email questions or comments to the show at admin at seizethegm.com. And if you have a few bills you want to send us, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, and we thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Seize the GM. Feel free to leave a comment about this episode on our webpage, www.seizethegm.com. Let the dice fall where they may, and we'll see you all again next week. Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, Sharealike 4.0 international license. All copyrighted materials referenced herein are held by their respective owners. No infringement intended, and no claim of ownership is implied. The music for the show is Dreaming Spirit off the album Ghost Machine by the Enigma TNG. His music is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license.